0: And we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours.
1: Good Good morning, morning, you guys, and welcome to our show. Today with us, we have a very dear friend and client of ours, Miss Melanie O'Connor, she officially joined Erin and Suri in the Inner Circle back in October of 2020. She's a professional, a wife, and a mother of three to Samuel, Isabel, and Jovi. I love those names, by the way. And though she's a therapist by trade, she's also an avid cycler who cycles around 100 miles per week when it's warmer up in Delaware. As if that doesn't make her badass enough yet, on August 23rd of this year, Melanie will be a 12-year cancer survivor to multiple myeloma. And on top of it all, even though she was diagnosed with lupus back in November, she's been kicking ass and taking names and have already dropped 32 pounds and 10 inches overall. You guys, let's give it up to Melanie (laughs) O'Connor.
0: People are like, what are, why are you getting, why are your hands
1: up? What is this? For all the butt ass, bad assery. The butt asseries? So, you know, my first question to you is, when did you first realize that you were a badass?
2: I mean, in, in my, Younger years, I would say, I thought I was badass because I played every sport and I excelled at it. And, you know, when I was in high school and college, I really did think I was a, I was a badass. And I was, you know, I was, but it was definitely more superficial, right? It was about what I was doing on a field or what I was doing on a court, which is great, right? Like, it had significance in my teens and my 20s. but. You know, I would say that as an adult now, I'm 46 now, and so badass has a whole new meaning to me. You know, I would say probably within the last three months, I really realized my, my full potential, and it's because I'm really on a path to living my authentic life. And so to me, that you can't be any more badass than living authentically.
1: So tell us a little bit about the new meaning to your badass. What is, what is the new meaning of
2: that? The new meaning for me, again, is really just being on this journey and really having some things that have happened over the past, you know, year and a half that have made me look at my life differently. And I had what I perceived as a very great life, right? I was successful at my job. I was happily married. I had great kids. I still have great, they're still great kids. Not I had great kids, I have great kids. Um, You know, um, my wife and I lived a really good life. And to, um, you know, outsiders, it looked fantastic. Um, You know, and then something shifted a year and a half ago and it really, made me look at what what again i come back to my authentic self what that meant and it was a process right i had to go through hurts and pains and 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 awkwardness and um you know i would call them a lot of trials and tribulations over the last 14 months to really think about what it authentically meant to be me because, and I'm sure I'm not any different than anyone else. You know, when you're in a loving relationship and you know, you have kids, you get consumed by all of that. Right. And in that consumption, you tend to lose yourself and your individuality. And it's not that that's necessarily bad. It's just that you get pulled away from who you are authentically are cuz you get stuck in the cycle of life right and you become very you know content with that and you sometimes forget about what it is that makes you tick right because now you're ticking together and unless you're willing to kind of sit down and do that work together then it just becomes a part of a cycle that keeps on rolling and so you know full disclosure Um, And talking you know, if I'm going to talk about, you know, things that are tough, you know, my wife and I, we separated about 14 months ago. And you know, it, it hit hard, right? Who doesn't, who doesn't that hit hard for? And it took me a while to get out of the, the hurt of it and start looking for, it was like, okay, I can't, I can't do anything right now to change that that happened. But what can I do for myself to make me a better self. Right. And so because I couldn't control all of what was happening in our relationship, the only thing I could do was control what was happening for me.
1: Mm -hmm. So what was the, at what point did you consciously realize that, okay, like something's got to change, you know, because like when you're spinning, like on the rat race of life, it's just like, you're so consumed by it. Like, was it a, specific experience or, you know, situation that, you know, brought that to your consciousness?
2: It was really the separation. And again, you know, my wife and I have a great relationship still, you know, we're trying to work on things, we're trying to figure it out. And I think I've said this to you guys um, individually. And I think I said this live, like, I have thanked my wife for doing what she did not because I wanted to be separate from her but because it forced me to really take a look at myself and work on me making me a better me so that if if we can find our way back to one another I really can fill our cup right so I am working on filling my cup and hopefully you know that leads to filling our cup. And so, you know, it's, that was, that was a pivotal moment for me because it was either, it was either break down and lose it or figure it the fuck out and keep it moving. And, you know, I have three kids, so losing it is not an option. Right. And I definitely, certainly I went through two months of like, God, what am I going to do? But Then it was like, okay, well, what can I start doing for myself? Um, And my first kind of introduction into um, helping myself was Brene Brown's Darren Greatly. Okay. That book is such a a pivotal book for me. I have four pivotal books in this process, but I'm going to start with that one. That one was the first one, right? Because Brene Brown is, you know, the ish right? She's got some, some, some great shit to say. And really thinking about that vulnerability word, right? When you think about vulnerability, when I thought about vulnerability prior to reading that, to me, vulnerability equaled weakness, right? After reading that and understanding what such strength it means to be vulnerable and how it leads us to more connectedness to not only ourselves, but the people around us, our communities, um, you know, it just you want to talk about being a badass, be vulnerable. Right. Show, show your vulnerabilities so that you can be more authentic in the process. Like key one, being vulnerable is being badass, because you can't be badass if you're not vulnerable.
0: Oof,
2: true. Oh, I got it. Oof, I got it. Oof.
1: The highest honor. The highest, Connor. <laughs> that is so true. And that's why you guys, we always tell you, lean in. True. Um, okay. So I want to talk a little bit about The Inner Circle, but you brought up four pivotal books. So shame on us if we don't talk about the other three. Would you People mind mentioning dying those?
2: Sure. So that was the first one. And then the second one is Loving What Is by Byron Katie. Oh, right. The four questions. Is this true? Can I know it's absolutely true? How do I react to this thought? And what would I be without this thought, right? And you can apply that to a negative thought that you have. And it's really about, you know, we're always trying to change our perception of what reality is. Like, why do we do that? Why are we trying to change it? Instead of just accepting that, yes, this is our reality. Um, So, you know, I was entranced by just the topic of it. Cause I was like, you know, I was kind of in that middle part of my sadness kind of coming out of it. And I was like, oh, loving what is, what is this? You know, the, the, the title just captured me, but then, you know, Byron Katie talks about the work and that is the work, right? Think of a negative thought, ask yourself and do the work, write it down. I can't tell you how many times I wrote down the same thought and did the work over and over like, is this really true? How do I know? Like, that's the big one. How do I know this is really true, right? Because we do a lot of assuming, right? That's just a part of our natural, our natural process. It's easy to assume things. But that second question, you know, in Sarit's word is an oof for me. Like, well, how do I absolutely know that this thought is true? And then how, how do I react to it? And then the other oof is, well, what would I be without this thought? Right, like if I didn't have this negative thought, what would I be? Right? Would I would I would I be the opposite of it? And then how would it? Um, this is not a word I'm gonna use it. How would it disencumber me from the the heaviness that the thought has for me? Right. So it's it just doing that work is so if you feel like you're in a rut where you're thinking those negative thoughts, and even if you're not in a rut, right. Negative thoughts creep up in our heads all the time. Right. Think about like this morning when I was doing burn zone, those damn a thousand like lunges, you know, lunges are not my favorite, right. The lunge and the kick. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't, I can't do all of these. Right. That was my initial thought. Like there's no way my knee is going to handle all of these. And you know, it's, Now it's easy for me because then I, because I know the four questions and then I start just going through them. Well, is this true? No, it's not really true, but I'm giving myself an out right now. (laughs) And so I just work myself through those every time I have that kind of thought and I got through them. It hurt. Did I do them as fast as you guys did? Hell no, but I did them and I got through them. So that book was was the second pivotal book for me. The third one came in when I joined you guys in the inner circle and that's the four agreements. And pretty much a lot of people in here have read the four agreements and have their own interpretation of what it means to them. But here, my takeaways are this, right? You know, the first thing is don't stop being in judgment, mostly of yourself, right? Don't be in judgment of yourself and don't be in judgment of others. And then have a strong sense of who you are, right? If you have a strong sense of who you are, then those negative emotions or those negative thoughts that you think people are thinking don't come in. So the anger, the sadness, the envy, the jealousy, right? If you have a strong sense of who you are, those those thoughts kind of just tend to, um, you know, melt away. And then the third thing is, you know, clearly communicate, right? Which goes to don't make assumptions. If you clear, clearly communicate and you ask questions, then you never have to be you never have to assume anything because you're, you're taking care of that. And then the last thing, right, is live yourself, live your life to your fullest potential, right? Be live to that. There is no ceiling, but live to the sky, right? That's, and so those are the four things that I got out of, um, the four agreements. So that was right in the, so that was right when I got my diagnosis because I, um, felt like I couldn't do a lot of the physical activity. And that's when I really started delving into the mind work. Um, And I'm sure we'll talk about the mind work (laughs) as we kind of go along, but that's when I started to kind of make that shift. And that was the first book that I kind of got into when I started doing that. And then the last book is A Path Made Clear. Now I don't, you know, The Path Made Clear is amazing because you get so much from so many people But really to me, the the end game is like, we're told so often about who, who we should be and how we should live, right? From outside people, you know, if you start from your parents, you know, your spouse, your friends, right? Like everybody has this like, you know, thought process about how you're supposed to live, right? And so it's a really great journey book about you know, how you move from that to what you really feel in your heart, you should be doing. And so it's a really neat progression, right? Like talks about, you know, planting the seeds, and then you have roots, and then you hear like, the whispers from people outside. And then, um, you know, then there's some like dark periods there, right, the clouds, because it goes in progression, I'm actually quoting what the chapters are. So the clouds, like, when you start hearing people saying, Oh, what are you doing? You know, those are the clouds. And then, you know, then you start laying out like a map a roadmap of how you get to where you want to be. And then you have the road in front of you. And then there's always a climb, right? Whenever you're trying to do something different, there's going to be a climb there, right? Like there's a hill. And then it's the give and the reward, right? Like at the end of every, if you, if you look for it, right. And this is one of the things that really, have, you know, it sticks with me all the time because, you know, I have had, you know, several adversities throughout my life, but I feel like it's been piled on in the last, you know, couple of years a little bit is there's always a gift and a lesson. And that book at the end of that book is really profound in the way people speak about the gifts and the lessons. So those are the four books that really, really pivotal for me.
0: My favorite question from Byron is that last fourth one. Who am I without this thought? Because it's your opportunity to literally break the chains and decide you are somebody
1: else. Decide you are who you are. Right. So freeing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's go back to October, 2020. You joined the inner circle Why did you join it? How did you hear about it in the first place?
2: Okay. So, you know, not going to lie. I was a lurker for a little bit.
1: Who's been a lurker? (laughs) I see some
0: Some of the ones who are like the most engaged now and four inner circle hands I saw went up.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like here, I would just, you know, click on your guys video on Facebook and it would make me laugh. Right. Like, it was informative, but really it was entertaining as well. So I just kept listening and, and lurking. And then it was okay. Like I need to, I need to do something right. I need to be a bigger part of this than just watching, you know, videos, which are great, but you know, and you guys have a lot of great programs, right? You have the TKC and you have raw and you have the rise above. And, and to me, um, actually, you know what, I think I signed up for a burns to, I think I bought the burn zone one. And then I got a call from Tammy and she was like, Hey, you know, I saw you, you know, you, um, signed up for the burn zone. She was just telling me about all the programs and I was, uh, and I knew where I needed to be, right. There was no question, right. Like I'm not the, the other ones are, are fantastic and they're great. And, and, you have them because people have different needs, right? People have different things that they need at certain times in their in their process. And to me, there was no other place that felt more at home for me and that I could get the most out of than the inner circle. So I jumped right into the inner circle. I knew that I needed that. I need, knew I needed the support that the inner circle gives. So I just jumped in. That was October 28th.
1: October
0: 28th.
2: Yep.
1: Some things you never forget. Okay. So I mean, take us through your journey and the inner circle because you've been through some Like, I want to know
0: why she thought that that was the place for her. Like, why did you think, why was the inner circle the place for you?
2: Um, I think in, you know, in my, so I call myself an extroverted introvert. Right. So I, you know, in my job, I'm constantly talking to people. Right. So I expend all of that kind of like, um, I call it outward energy at my job. Right. And so when I'm, I'm home, I tend to stick to my family and myself, which is fine. Right. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but it also didn't give me, um, it's not that I don't, I have friends, right. But because I exhausted all that energy, I didn't spend a whole lot of time with them. And, you know, that's my own thing. I just wanted, I just wanted my own space. And so you kind of lose that sense of community. And that's what the inner circle is, is all about, right? Like, I mean, yes, there's, you know, there's the coaching, which is fantastic. And, There's, you know, you get the burn zones that you get with it and they're fantastic. But really what the core of the inner circle is, is being in a group just like this every week where, where we have that sense of community and that support. And, um, I knew that's what I needed for myself at the time. I knew that, um, being a part of, um, being a part of kind of that intense community was what I needed
1: yeah you know what's interesting is that I feel like yes though most people who go into the inner circle want weight loss what they really want is a life change
2: well I mean you know from my first call right like my first call was all about weight loss Right. We talked about the, you know, how many diets I had tried and blah, blah, blah. And, and it's interesting, right? Cause when you're in that first call, so I'm in the second round of the IC, um, I will be in a third round of the IC, right? And the difference between my first call and my second call, like when you watch them back is completely different, right? Because it, It is when you first come into this program, it's really about, God, I want to lose this weight, right? Which is great, right? Like who doesn't want to, (laughs) who doesn't want to lose weight, but then you realize that, well, I realized that I was doing it wrong and I was doing it backward, right? Because there were so many things that I needed to fix internally that I thought fixing my outside would do that right? If I just, if I liked the way that I looked from the outside, then it would, it would, it would make everything feel better on the inside. And what I learned was, is that the total opposite is true. That I had to fix the inside parts of me and the outside parts of me have followed in ways that I didn't even think that were possible. It really wasn't it wasn't even conscious for me, right? I, I've been on a scale maybe three times <laughs> in the entire time that I've been in the inner circle. Um, so I wasn't consciously aware of it until like I did hop on the scale, you know, because I look at myself every day. And it wasn't until I got a little bit of FOMO from the raw, the end of the raw transformation that I was like, well, let me see where I'm at, right? Like, let me see... <laughs> see what's happening here. And so really doing the, the, the mind work and there is a lot of it, you know, there was a lot of muddle to get through, but doing that has the bot, my body has just followed, you know, it's just, it's coming along with me. So, um, you know, if there's one thing that I can say about, um, you know, there's people that are new or that they, um, haven't really thought about it in terms of, of, you know, if they're feeling stuck about weight, about weight loss is that it so profoundly hits for me, how much doing the work on your mind and the inside impacts how your body's going to be on the outside. Right. And that's not like, we can all do crash diets. We've all done them. We've all lost weight. We've all, (sighs) You know, drop 10 pounds in seven days. You know, like we've all done that before. We've all been a victim. Of, and I say a victim very confidently, right? Because they're just short term fixes. And I've done them all and I've been successful on them all. Um, but for true long term health, right? Forget, I mean, weight loss is a byproduct of health, right? So for true long term health, you got to fix, you got to do the inside work
1: so knowing what you know now okay you've mentioned people are losing weight when and they're doing it backwards how how is mainstream society doing weight doing weight loss backwards from what you know
2: I mean if you just look at like simple you know I mean keto always gets picked on um so I'll I'll, you know I'll, I'll even do other ones like well, let's do like a system, right? <laughs> I'm going to send you these meals seven days a week and you eat them and you're going to lose weight. Great, right? Well, that's fantastic, right? <laughs> we all we all want that quick thing and and it's fantastic, right? I don't have to think about it. I don't have to do anything. I just get my meal right here. But it doesn't teach you anything. It teaches you that I'm going to have this meal in front of me And I'll eat it, and I'm going to lose weight. But how sustainable is that, right? When you talk about like weight loss and health and sustainability, it doesn't it doesn't teach you all the things you need to know. So if you're you know having a meal delivered for four months, and then you're like, oh, I lost twenty five pounds. It's fantastic. You know what? I'm going to stop being on Nutrisystem because. I've already lost my 25 pounds. (laughs) Well, you didn't learn anything in the process. So then you just go back to what you did anyway, because you don't know any better. And here you are. So, you know, to me, it's backwards because there's no there's there's no accountability to what you're doing. Right. Because they have all the accountability for you just sending you the meal. Yes, you have to eat it. But if somebody's sending you food, you're eating it. There's no accountability. There's no thought process in it. There's no learning. There, there's nothing. And so, um, you know, there's no way that you can sustain that if you don't learn all the tools and the things necessary for sustainability. So that's why I think that you know these, you know, get get skinny quick. You know, melt away fifty pounds in four weeks if you take this pill or whatever. It is. I mean everybody's had them come across their screen. There's no, there's no, there's very little accountability and there's no, there's no teaching in it. Right. There's no, you have to do work to get what you want. Right. There's no freebies in life. Right. They're just not. And so, you know, to me, I consider those freebies. Um, So you have to be, you know, willing to, that's right. Shauna said, you better work. You got to work. Right. To get where you want to be and you don't have to do that with mainstream stuff. So you,
0: you would say, and you would confirm you did not learn anything doing Nutrisystem aside from the fact that that is not going to work long-term, right?
2: Learned that they can ship food through the mail to you.
0: So would you call that uh, a waste of money or a very expensive lesson?
2: Both. if you're trying to find the lessons and stuff right um it's it is a very expensive waste of money when you think about does it give you a result sure right but if I wanted a result that just lasted for the four months that I was on it mm, I don't know right like is it you know I think people certainly go into it thinking that they're going to have lifetime results who doesn't right? If I'm spending this money and I'm getting this product, well, how come it's not lasting my entire life? Um, so absolutely. It's just, and it's, you know, it's a shame because it's also a waste of time. Think about, think about eating Nutrisystem for four months. How boring, right? Who who wants to eat meals out of a plastic bowl for four months? Like food is fantastic, right? food is flavorful, right? Food is medicine, food is great, right? We're, we we talk about that all the time, like, you know, the, the way that, you know, you guys approach food intake, like, just because you are trying to become healthy doesn't mean that food has to be boring and not tasteful, right? But that stuff is like, <laughs> it's, the, it's the worst ever, right? It's like food in a cardboard box, but and learning how to 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 eat the right way using what you have what already exists. You don't have to you don't have to pay somebody to send you food. You can just make make your own. And that in itself is a lesson, right? How to how to do that food maneuvering. So you guys make it very easy, right? It's a very simple process. It doesn't <laughs> It doesn't, it's almost as easy as system, except it takes, it tastes a thousand times better and it's your own stuff, right? It's your own, it's your own creation, right? And in that process, you learn how to do all of those things, right? You learn, you learn, you know, what a right, you know, what is a, you know, a good, what good foods are, right? I mean, what's easier than red, yellow, and green, right? I mean, we look at that our entire lives from when we're little. Oh, look at the red light, mommy. Oh, look at the, you know, green light. It's very simple, right? How, how much more simpler is it than red, yellow, and green when it comes to food? <laughs> so, you know, it's just, that's how you feel about it.
1: I, I, I love all of that. And it's so true. And I think that the, the most, Difficult thing for somebody who learns about what we do for the first time is that it seems too simple it's too easy it can't work it's not it's not a like a lab algorithm. Um, You know simple means effective and and something effective, you know leads to results now what's interesting is that yesterday I was like okay send me your bio and one of the things that you sent me in your bio is your age which I love because like most women get so offended like oh my god I don't want to talk about my age and like I didn't even ask you for it but you're like I'm gonna give it to you anyways which tells me that you take a lot of pride in it so you're 46 years old okay so a lot of women your age I want to just like talk about it and just put it out there you know, like a big misconception out there is like once you hit like menopause age, all that happens is that you gain weight and that you can't lose weight from your own lens and your pure life experience. Tell us a little more about that.
2: I mean, shoot 40. I, I, I always tell people, right? 46. I'm like, I'm like wine, baby. I get fine. I'm getting finer with age, right? Um, Yeah, I, I just think that's a mis. It's a misconception that we've been taught our whole life, like get skinny in your twenties. Cause that's when it's the easiest to do it. Right. Your metabolism's faster. You know, you have more energy. Oh, it's just going to get, you know, as you go into your thirties. Right. And you're always taught, like when you hit 30, all of a sudden something shifts and it changes. Right. And we, and I, I bought into it, like, and it becomes an excuse right like ah oh, i hit my 30s my metabolism changed my my the fat on my body has you know <laughs> it's shifted to different places oh you know i used to be able to run you know i used to be able to work out uh, you know 30 minutes a day 3 days a week and i could maintain my body like all the things that society teaches us about getting older as women is is like a constant hammer. Like you can't, Oh, you better do all this before you hit 40. Like, I'm like, Jesus, God, getting old is going to blow. Right. Like, but also, you know, as you get older, you also become a little bit wiser. Right. And, you know, I would say that, um, you know, I certainly bought into all of those things about getting older. Right. And I allowed them to be excuses for why I couldn't, shouldn't, didn't, wouldn't. I mean, think of anything that has, you know, a contraction in it and add it to <laughs> add it to something. All of those things I, I bought into um, because, you know, you get bombarded with it. And then if you don't, if you don't educate yourself that that's not exactly the truth, are there some things that are different in my forties? Absolutely. Like not that this is my thing and this is a shout out to my buddy Mel, right? Like I'm not going to sit there and, you know, say that eating, you know, four pieces of chocolate cake isn't going to affect me differently than it did in my twenties. That's the truth. It, it, it does. I'm not eating cake like that, but um, so some of the things are, are true, but that doesn't mean that there aren't ways that we can, do things that combat that, right, and that's, that's about the learning, right, open yourself up to going beyond what society tells you, you can and can't do, and learn for yourself exactly what it is you can do, right, and you will do, Um, and, you know, that's a journey in and of itself, right, like, You know, we get fed these things and fed these things throughout our life from different people and different sources until you stop and say, well, shit, why do I keep listening to all of this? How about it's high time I find out exactly really what I'm capable of and what I can do. Do I wish I got to this point a little bit sooner?
1: I love it. It's so true. I think it's accountability and ownership. Like, yes physiologically things happen, but just because something becomes a little bit more difficult doesn't mean that you're doomed. And people just give up as soon as they, you know, like see that something is not easy or fast or quick. It's like, this is not meant for me. And it's just the society that we live in. And it's just so frustrating for any high performer because you're being fed these lies that weight loss is not for you if you're at the age of 45, or like 50, like, so many people just give up on themselves. It's like, okay, I might as well just go to the grave with that. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Like, you're only 45. Like, for a fit, healthy person, it's like, you're not even halfway through. And like, you've already given up on yourself. And just, it's really frustrating. And it's really sad. So I'm really glad that you shed light on it from your own personal experience. Have I have
0: a question, but first, I think that some people get so far disconnected from where they want to be that they start to lose hope because the journey seems so daunting. Yes. Right. So it's like the more we fall into that, the um, the further away from where we want to be we get, and then it's so it gets more and more overwhelming to where it's like harder to even try to get started. Right. So now you knew, you were like, you heard about it and you're like, this is where I need to be. A lot of people, a lot of people will like hesitate for a really long time and beat around the bush. You felt it in your gut. They'll feel it in their gut. I need to do this, but something scares them. Either their, their fear that they're not going to follow through, their fear that it's going to be something like something else that they've tried and they're going to lose the results afterwards and then waste more money, um, their fear of the money itself. Uh, even if it may exist somewhere that they can get their hands on it, whatever it is, uh, maybe, you know, they don't have a supportive spouse or something uh, that they don't approve of, you know, them jumping into something like that. What do you like, has there been anything that's really like, that you have felt held back by within yourself, any kind of fear? Or what do you think is like, the reason why a lot of people just don't, like, when they know that something's right, don't go for it.
1: I mean, I can only
2: speak for myself, but, you know, in conversations that I've had with other people, um, I think for, and again, I can only, I'm I'm only going to speak about, I think for a lot of women, and I gather this from what I do for a living as well. I think the overriding theme is that they don't think they're worthy. They don't think they're worthy of the investment, the time, the something, something that occurred in in our lives have told us that we're we're not worthy or we're not allowed or we need to be doing something else. We need to have that investment in something else. I think that's a very common theme for women because we're natural nurturers, we're mothers, right? And so we often put ourselves dead last. And there's, you know, society that tells us that as well, right? Well, you're a mom, you need to take care of your kid, you're a a wife, you need to make sure you're there for your, you know, your partner, you know, you are whatever occupation you're in. So you have to divide, you have to give that time to your job. And so as we're putting all this worth and time in all these other entities. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't, right? All those things are important part of our lives. But then what we don't do is invest that same time, energy, effort, money, pick an adjective into ourselves. And then we wonder why we're running on empty, right? We, and that's the, best, that's the best way to put it, right? We start running on empty we're empty of energy, we become empty of emotion, right? Because eventually it gets to us, and we just start doing this, right? We're, you know, we're, I like to call it the emotional flat line, we're not exceptionally happy, and we're not exceptionally low, we're just at that, you know, feeling any kind of emotion becomes difficult, because we don't make that investment in ourselves. So my number one thing would be, We need to recognize that we're worthy of the time, the investment, and the energy in ourselves so that we can give to our wives, our kids, you know, whatever it is that we do for work more wholeheartedly, right? Because if we don't, then everything gets a quarter of what we are, right? They get a quarter of of all of that when, you know, they can get so much more. And we get so much more, right? It's like a win-win. It's a win-win situation. So then that makes me think of like, okay, the Mel, uh,
0: let's say before the inner circle, um, had you decided you know, to, to believe that you're not worthy um, and then not jump into it, where would you be now? And how much do you think you would be helping Out your family and your loved ones and all these other obligations that we feel so you know like we have to do all of these things first and then i'm the bottom of the barrel um where would that mel be had she not done the inner circle versus where you are now and and is there and what is if so the difference in how much you're able to give and help and provide for all the other obligations that you have that's a loaded
2: question aaron um you know I mean, the the simple answer to where would I be had I not found the inner circle would be in the same place I was before I had the inner circle, right? Like, um, you know, I would have just been content with maybe content's not even the word. I would have lived the life that I was living because. In that moment, I felt like when I was in it, it was everything that I wanted it to be, right? Because I didn't know anything different. I didn't, yes, was I lacking energy? Sure. But again, you know, society tells you, okay, well, you know, as you're getting older, you have all these, you know, responsibilities, of course, you're going to be more tired, right? Of course, you're going to be more, you know, sore right like oh shit if I work out you know my body's getting older so it's definitely going to be sore right so I wouldn't you know I would you know we talk about mundaneville but it's so different in 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 that regard like you just I would have just been living the motions of my life right and going through the motions and the difference is is that you know now that I, and it, listen, that first month of the inner circle, I might as well have, you know, thrown my money out the window. And that's an honest, that's just an honest statement, right? You know, I signed up and we had the call and I was gung ho. And then I was like, oh shit. And I think the part of it was I'm accountable to something, right? Someone, Someone's, someone's literally checking in with But
0: that one of the reasons why you
2: decided to do it is because you needed that. Yes. But when you're in it, right. It's, it's hard. Right. And for someone who kind of doesn't like to be out there and that's kind of changed a little bit, but for someone who doesn't like to be out there, I was like, I'm going to hide on this. Right. Let me, let me not check in. Let me, let me not do it. You know, um, and then, you know, like I got hit with the lupus diagnosis, right? And ooh, I got, I was in a dark spot, right? Because I was already not that well engaged. And then that just threw me for, you know, I'll call it a little bit of a black hole. And when I say that, like, I wasn't like horribly depressed or, you know, feeling any sort of way like that, but it it was a make or break for me because then I was like, now I really have a lot of excuses, right? Now I can really justify every excuse that I could possibly think of because, oh, is what, woe is me. I have lupus and make no mistake. The shit hurts, right? Like, you know, some days I wake up and I feel like I have razor blades in my feet and it hurts, right? Like there's just no way of getting around that. But, in the beginning, I was thinking of every way I could use it as an excuse, as opposed to looking at um, looking at the lessons it was going to teach me, and really just lessons about myself, right? And 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 that's where the mindset came in. That's when I really started working on my mindset because it was really hard for me to do the workouts, right? And I did allow myself to, when I say use it as an excuse, I did allow myself to not be as principled as I normally would um, because I had that as my bumper, but I was doing the my, I was doing the work on my head. And so that's why, like, I speak so eloquently about changing your mind leading to changing the physical manifestation of that. Um, and that's when I started reading the four agreements and the path made clear was kind of during that process. And, you know, instead of it, it changed my, it changed my focus on, you know, the well is me. Cause I did it like, oh, poor me. And I, and I did, and I changed that to, okay, what, what is the gift in this new problem what can I what can I gain from that and as I started to look at the gifts and and kind of simultaneously I had gotten the the ENS journal which is a godsend I am not a journaler at all right never have been I find it yeah I find it hard to journal if you have it it's up here you go this is what my journal looks like every day or Sarit gets this picture of all this stuff yeah see look people know it's truly like I have your other journal books I do but it's so um it's easy it's it's easy to journal in this book it's very concise and I've added things to it like an affirmation and stuff like that that I've added my own kind of thing but when you think about goals your targets to hit them and what your gratitude is and let me tell you something, gratitude has completely changed how I look at things. It is, when I say it is the number one thing that shifted me from woe is me to excuse my language, fuck the lupus and all the shit that comes with it, it really started with gratitude, right? It started with how... How can I, if I talk about what I'm grateful for every single day, every single morning, I write that down five o'clock in the morning. If I start my day that way, it's really, really difficult if you really talk about gratitude and feel it to have a bad day. Now, that doesn't mean that things come along, don't come along, that kind of you know, shift things. But if you start your day in that place, of gratitude and being grateful for what you do have, what you can do, um, it's hard to go throughout the day and not feel like you're gonna win it, right? It's just, it's, it's, it's hard, right? You consciously have to think of something negative or something bad to flip your script if you start your day with gratitude. So having that as kind of my my basis really started to change my mindset about the feeling that I have when I wake up every morning. Right. Cause I do, I wake up and I can feel the pain, right? Like it's, it's there. It's not, it's not going away, but what shifted is, is what am I going to do about it? Right. And it it was a slow shift. It would be like, okay, first I wasn't, there's no way I was getting up and working out. Right. Like it was not happening. And then it kind of shifted to, okay, let me wake up, evaluate where I'm at. And if I need to do some self-care, I'll do some self-care, right? And then I'll get to my workout. Well, the problem with that is, is I have a busy day. So I was trying to figure out ways to squeeze that shit in, in places that I really didn't have, but I did get to it. And then my final shift has just been, you know, and it's been, this is my kind of fourth or fifth day of it is just waking up and getting to it because what I'm not allowing my brain to process, you know, how my body's feeling. I just get up, I put my clothes on, I, and I get to it and man, it's been, it's been fantastic. So all those shifts, right. It's like my brain hasn't registered yet how my body really feels. It just hasn't. And so it's ready to go. Um, and so just kind of those small shifts, have really, really been um, helpful because I like to work out first thing, right? It gets me going. I don't want to wait until 10, 11, 12. Like I, that's not, that's not something that's, uh, while it's productive for me, I'd rather just do it in the morning and and be done. So um, even that small shift has made such a difference, right? And it doesn't even seem like it's that much, right? Like it's just a tiny little, a tiny little shift in, in how I approach things. And it really just started with my mindset it had nothing to do with how I feel physically.
1: Mm. Small things over time add up big time. What would you say was the biggest lesson that you've learned so far from your within the inner circle?
2: I mean, I'm going to steal something from my buddy. I don't think she's on here right now. Um, Taylor, I didn't see her pop up but
0: you're not stealing you're giving credit where credit is due
2: um she knows i wouldn't steal from her but change your mindset change your life right if you she is yay i didn't see her okay taylor thank you i use that quite frequently now um it's it's the god's honest truth right if you just change small things in your mind at a time right you're not going to make these huge like bounding leaps in your mindset it's just small things that you can do every day right and, and I think you guys talk about it on your other espressos like just flip the script right on and practice on the little things practice on the small things just flipping the script a little bit and when it gets to the bigger things and the harder things doing it in the small things makes it so much easier right so that is the one thing that i would say right yes we're all we all came on here we all want to be a part we all want to lose weight we want to look better we want to have you know guns we want to have abs of steel we have streets abs you know like we have all these things that we want physically but if 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 you can't like you can have all those things but it takes time it takes sustainability and the only way you sustain those things is if you work on your mindset. It's, it doesn't happen any other way. So
1: good. I, okay, I mean, so like you, you've dropped some names here. Like, let's talk about the connections that you've made from the inner circle and the value. I, I
2: mean, gained the inner circle afraid, afraid of.
1: Say that again? You
0: gained even more of what you were afraid of initially, which is called accountability.
2: Yeah, you know, like, I mean, being on the... the the inner circle, right? When you kind of, um, you know, you talk to people every week and then, right, you're getting accountability buddies. So you're being more intense with some of the people, Um, you know, but, you know, when you have inner circle calls, sometimes things get really deep on those calls, right? I mean, people share um, some very, deep personal things and there's no way to not feel bonded in that right because it's sacred when someone trusts you with those types of things it's a sacred feeling it's it's actually an honor right that people are willing to put themselves out there and talk about some of the things that they do so um you know, it's hard not to form relationships out of that. But, you know, I'm going to shamelessly plug the live because I know you guys are having another one. What really, really sealed it was meeting these fantastic women in person. And that is the God's like, you know, when we were doing our video at the end, like what was the one thing that really, you know, was one of the, the the biggest takeaways or the biggest impacts from being at the live. It was sharing, sharing those same things in a much more intimate setting and being tactile with people, right? Like video is great, it's great for communication. You can see people, um, but having that, right? Here we go, proximity is power, right? being close to people who are like-minded or at that step above you that drive you to be better than you are, there's no replacement for it. And it's intense. And, you know, people may say, Oh, it was only, you know, three or four days. Let me tell you something, three or four days, like <sighs> you didn't re- I mean, we would have all loved to have stayed there longer for sure. But that's really all we needed. Like every, like I said, we have this group. We have a 10Xer group on our chat, right? Every day we talk to each other and we send stuff, silly stuff, and we're accountable. We show we food pictures and, think, you know, it, there's, there's no recreation of that anywhere else than there is here. That is a blessing. It is a blessing. Yes. Can I get an amen?
1: Amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> Who wants another live raise your hand who wants another live y'all y'all better come to this live because a bunch of you said oh i want to come and then you ended up not coming integrity
2: (laughs) do it do it it will it will change everything
1: you don't have to but you
0: will have fomo
2: i want to
1: ask you where are you going next in life
2: ooh I mean, I could be, you know, cliche in general and say onward and upward, right? Like, but that's the absolute truth, right? Like, I really feel like um, the sky is my limit now, right? And, you know, the one thing that um, I'll say the, the other thing that I took away from from the live event was this, is really about honing in on what living a purposeful life is for me right, and what it means to live a life of purpose, um, and I love the work I do, right, I work with people every day, and I help people, and that's part of my purpose, right, I would not, there is nothing else I would do than that, but there's also parameters on how I can help people, just because of, you know, laws, you know, HIPAA, I mean, think about all the things that get in the way of you really um, helping people, um, So it fulfills some of my purpose, but not all of it. Um, So, I mean, really what I'm, I'm working on, you know, getting my nutrition certification, you know, I can use the tools that I already have in my back pocket from being a therapist. Um, You know, that is something that will always be with me. And so, you know, how I really see myself helping people is really kind of in this kind of, in this kind of environment right? I feel like I have, um, you know, a lot of experiences, a lot of gifts that I can give people that will help them along in their, um, in their journey. Um, You know, people do things because they're inspired, right? People, people follow you, Erin three, because they feel inspired by you, right? And that's, that's half the battle, right? If you don't feel inspired by somebody, I mean, the chances of you following with them and sticking through with it is slim to none, right? There has to be some sort of personal connection there where you feel like this person, these people are invest, are really are invested in my successful outcome. And, you know, my hope is to to be able to do that for, for people as well. Now, I don't know the... Um, I don't know the vehicle in which I'm going to do it. Although I have some sneaky ideas, Um, you know, but I see here, I see kind of like tie-ins for me, right? Like the nutrition part, right. I love to cook. Um, You know, I said it yesterday, if I wasn't a therapist, I would have been a chef. I love to cook. I love being in that kind of environment. So I feel like I could tie all of those things together, right. Being educated about nutrition, the love of cooking, wanting to help people. And then I think the fourth thing is, you know, really, you talked about it this morning on your thing, how, how food is medicine. And that's, and that's a hundred times more true for people who have conditions like me. Right. So, you know, I kind of feel like all of those things have come together in this journey that that's, that's where my purpose is going to be. And I, and I really feel that, um, I don't have all of the, you know, everything figured out, but that's, that's where I think it is. And, and, you know, I would have never thought about that and a half ago, two years ago, 10 years ago. Right. Cause I was just rolling along with what I was doing. Um, but I really like when I talk about it, When you feel that in your like heart and in your gut, like it may, like when you say, "Oh, this is what I want to do," and it makes you smile, you know that it's right, right. When you feel that feeling, Um, so I know that that's right, and that's kind of where my shift will be. Um, That's kind of where I see myself going from here.
1: I love it, and you know, the interesting thing is that nobody actually has it figured out, (laughs) and the people who think who actually have it figured out are probably the ones who are just stuck in the rat race who need to take a minute to start figuring it out um so you're in a beautiful place and that's a great place to be in to wrap this up you know like let's say somebody listens to to this recording on youtube or on podcasts and they're like man like i'm i'm ready for a change or I, you know, I can relate to like Melanie so much. Like, I feel like life has taken a toll on me. Like, what do I do now? Like, what would you recommend to them?
2: Reach out and lean in, right? Um, There are so many avenues that, that people can reach out to, you know, your pages, YouTube, you know, Instagram, Facebook. I mean, the, the, the possibilities and the ways to get in touch with you guys are endless, but I think the really, the one, the one big thing I would say, and I touched on this earlier, right, is, you know, when we're in that contemplative stage about whether or not we can make that investment, or we have the time to make that investment, or, you know, will, will my partner or my spouse be supportive of it? All the things that go through our head, we're in that contemplative state, right? Like, Oh my god I know I should do this as I go back to what I was saying earlier and that's just know that you're worthy of the investment that you're going to make in being here that to me is like key right because if you can feel that right if you can feel like you're worthy then you're going to take that next step but if you don't that next step's going to be really really hard so um, just know that you're worth every investment that you're going to put in making your life more healthy, making your life more wealthy and, you know, all the great things that come with the investment that you're getting ready to make. So worthiness, just remember when you have that feeling, know that you're worthy.
1: Word of the day, Worthiness. I love it. Do you have anything else to add or add? No, I'm
0: just grateful for, for you being here. Uh, like we always say, trusting us. <laughs> it's so hard in, in this world, in online platforms, in this industry, dear God. Um, you know, so I just, I'm super grateful that you were willing to give us your time and, and help inspire other people. I'm grateful all you guys showed up to be inspired. Um, and that is
1: all I have to say. Oof. Oof. Yes. All right, you guys. Well, that being said, as we're heading on to another badass weekend, just remember that you are worthy. So you better make... I have one more thing to say.
0: If you if you are interested in help and you're like, gosh, I just don't know what next step to take, just email me at erin at erin and dot com and open the conversation. That's it. That's what I have to say.
1: And remember that you are worthy of it. And you guys, we're wishing you a weekend worth of beautiful memories, time well spent. Remember that by the end of the day, the most limited resource that you guys have is time. So do epic things for yourself, for others, and Melanie O'Connor and the entire crew. We love you guys. Have a beautiful weekend.